Hey everyone, happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Blue Collar Nation podcast, Tuesday topic. Now, the Tuesday topic is about getting real. It's about getting real with yourself. It's about getting real with your business. And what we're gonna do is pick a topic for a blue collar service business every single week. And Larry and I are gonna talk about what we did great, what we did okay, what we royally screwed up, and hopefully you guys can learn from our mistakes. So buckle up, it's about to get real. Let's head to the Tuesday topic. Hey everyone, Eric here with MorningTechMeeting.com and Blue Collar Nation Podcast. And today is the Tuesday topic. And again, this week, I have been left on my own. I have been left with nobody to help me. Larry is on vacation once again. So uh, bear with me. Uh, we're going to have a good time anyway. And I think it's about time for me to get a vacation. Larry keeps, keeps bugging out on me. So uh, you guys should go on social media and give him a hard time. So anyway, I want to talk about something today that probably everybody that owns a service business that has been doing it for any period of time is going to relate to. And that is taking your technicians and it's because they're a good tech, you promote them to management. You're trying to move them up because you're loyal to them. They do a good job at what they do. They... Uh, or one of your best employees, yada, 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 right? But the, the reality is for many of us, and I have done this so, so many times, it's totally painful, that unless we train those people on how to be a manager, unless we actually pick the right type of person to make a manager, we are going to run into a lot of problems. We are going to run into some really really big issues. And I know that because I've done it. You know, you think, what's the saying? Fool me once, shame on me. No, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Well, it's like fool me 10 times, shame on me. Because I would get this thing where I would look at a person and go, he's such a great technician or she's such a great technician or whatever. They'd be an awesome manager. And if they're just under my leadership, if I can just train them, then they'll be all good. And nothing could be further from the truth. Does that mean that I wasn't good at training or mentoring people? No, I don't think so. Uh, you have to have the right person to train and, and mentor, right? So um, this whole topic reminds me of a chapter in John Maxwell's book, Leadership Gold. And, and we're going to get into that, that book a little bit more at the end of this. But John Maxwell has a chapter called Don't Send Your Ducks to Eagle School. And the whole point being is, is that you can't turn a duck into an eagle. If you're born a duck, you're a duck. And really no amount of training at that point is going to turn you into an eagle. And conversely, you know, people that are eagles really don't make good ducks. They're eagles. They want to fly. They want to soar, right? So. You know, Larry and I, we, we use DISC personality profiling, which if anybody follows Larry and I, either this podcast or, they, or a member of Morning Tech Meeting, you know that we ran our whole company on DISC. Once we learned DISC, we eliminated the problem of turning, trying to turn ducks into eagles because we realized just by their DISC profile that they're either a duck or they're an eagle. 
and very few people are, are, you know, can make that leap, if any. So let's talk about it. You know, what happens when we do this, right? So first, so let's, let's say we have, we have a guy that's been a technician for us for eight or 10 years, done the company well, super loyal, customers love him. Um, he's, you know, top of his class all the time. You know, you couldn't have grown your company w without this person, right? So you feel some sense of loyalty to them, of course. And you feel as you're watching this person age in the field, those days are getting harder for that guy. Those days are getting hard to perform at the level that they did 10 years ago because the body's breaking down. The knowledge is there, but the body's breaking down. And, and that's common, especially, you know, what we did, water damage restoration, that, you know, a lot of hours, a lot of midnight calls, a lot of weekends, holidays, and a lot of physical labor, right? And that can wear a person out, especially as you're aging. And what do you do? You go, well, you know, we'll call him Timmy. Timmy is the best technician I've ever had. And all the guys respect him because they know he's good at what he does. I'm going to make Timmy the manager of all the technicians. So I will bring Timmy in and say, Timmy, we're going to take you out of the field. You're the best at what you do. Uh, here's the keys to the kingdom. The technicians are yours. What's going to happen? Well, if Timmy's wired for train, uh, managing, training, leading, all those things, yeah, it might go okay. And, and that does happen. But the reality is, is that often Timmy has no leadership skills. Timmy has no experience managing anybody, maybe no right to manage anybody. And, you know, yeah, maybe he wants to get off the truck and maybe he wants a raise. But maybe down deep, Timmy doesn't really even want this job. He's also trying to please you because he knows that you're trying to do something good for him. How many of you guys have been in this situation? I, I know. I, I have talked to so many service business owners that have done this multiple times. And we all sit there and just like <laughs> lament how poorly it often goes, right? So what are we doing when we do this? Our heart's in the right place. Our mindset in some ways is in the right place, but the execution is all wrong, right? So the first thing is we need to somehow, without giving Timmy the keys to the kingdom, first figure out if Timmy really has what it takes to do this job. Do the guys really respect him and will follow him? It could be a her too, of course. I'm just using him as an example. But, you know, or do they just respect that he's good at what he does, but they're not really going to listen to him, right? You know, there are people that have natural leadership skills that will come through with time. And you can see that that person has the respect of the shop, right? That's the person you need to be looking to, not necessarily just your best technician. So the next thing is, well, what training do they have? What, what right do they have to be in charge of your technicians? Pro probably none right? So, and the last thing is, is that what is it going to do to your technicians and your company culture if Timmy sucks at his job? If Timmy, you know, there's, it goes a couple ways usually. So, Timmy gets the, the keys to the kingdom and then all of a sudden turns into a huge jerk and starts pulling power plays on everybody, you know, just do this because I told you to do it. Just do this because I'm the manager of the techs, you know, whatever, right? And that breeds a lot of discontent. 
But it also could be that that person just retreats, that they don't want to lead, that they want to go put their head back down and, and, and really go out on a van and just do what they've always done because it's all they know, right? So the point is, is that everybody's losing. So other team members are losing if you make Timmy the manager because they're not really going to get any leadership. They're not really going to get any management. They're not really going to get any guidance because Timmy's not the right guy for the job. You know, the people in the company who really are leaders, and you might have somebody else who's less experienced than Timmy, but it exemplifies the things that a good manager can do and, and is, well, that person's going to be super angry because they're like, I'm way better suited for this job than Timmy. Timmy just likes to do the work, right? So then you got a problem there. So your ducks are angry, your eagles are angry, and then you're angry. And and my guess is Timmy's angry. Timmy's angry because all of a sudden he's been thrown into a, a job that he has no qualifications to do, no idea how to do it, no training from you, and expected to go kill it. And in the end, everybody's unhappy. We've put everybody in a bad situation. And look, I feel great about speaking about this because I've done it so many times. I've done it. And, you know, I'd always say, oh, I'm going to train you. Oh, don't worry about that. I'll, I'll, you know, teach you how to do that. But what happens? I'm busy. I'm out trying to get business. I'm doing the books. I'm, uh, you know, doing whatever. I'm, I have a job, too. If I'm an owner-operator type, if I haven't scaled it yet to the point where I'm not involved very much, I have my own job, right? So what happens? Timmy doesn't really get trained. Okay, so we went through that. We had some major, major problems in our business when we did that poorly. That's probably the thing that caused the most drama and the most grief in our company. Every time we would pull this maneuver, it would go terribly, okay? So let's talk about what we can do to get it right, right? Because that's what Tuesday Topic's about. Tuesday Topic is about figuring it out how to do it. And I'm not saying I have all the answers, but I'll tell you what worked for us and, and for me. So the first thing, you know, we would give disc personality tests to everybody. So we could figure out which disc personality is each employee. And then does that person have enough of that kind of innate leadership disc profile to even be considered for a leadership position of any kind, okay? Usually on a disc, that falls under some sort of, you know, having a fairly high D score, okay? The Ds are the guys who just, you know, kind of, they're not innate leaders, but they have the raw material to be made into good leaders. It doesn't mean that other disc profiles can't do that, but you're really gonna be pushing a rock up a hill if you try to turn an S someone with a very high S score, which stands for support, into a leadership position, which I've done, and it does not end well. Okay, so number one, I would say do some personality testing with your team to see who actually has the raw material to become a leader or become a manager or become a supervisor, okay? Second step, you gotta make sure the people that work for you respect this person and that if you do make them uh, you know, put them in a leadership position that they will be seemingly okay with it and, and be willing to listen to this person. You know, you have to back them up. If, if, if you're going to choose that person, you've got to make sure that they're a good fit for everybody else, not just you. 
okay? Because then you get a couple of people who are disgruntled and then the whole culture goes to crap, right? I've done that too. It's not fun, okay? Next thing, before, and the, the, the key element is before you make Timmy a manager or a supervisor, you need to train Timmy on what it means to be a manager and how to go about being a manager and what that's going to look like for him or if it's Susie for her. Okay. And that's when it started getting better for me. When I, when I came to the realization that I need to do the hard work and no excuses, put the time in for both me and the person that I'm going to train and do some sort of intensive training for a fair amount of time before that person finally became the manager. Okay, so for us, I use John Maxwell's Leadership Goldbook. It's like 26 little mini lessons on how to become a good leader. And we would take a person who we thought had the ability to move up the ranks into leadership positions, into supervisory positions. And then I would do in-house mastermind groups with a couple guys. We do once, once a week. I'd buy them a book. Everybody got a book. We do two chapters a week, right? So that would be 12 weeks. So one out, 12 hours of my time and 12 hours of their time. Is that hard to do when you own a service business? Heck yeah, it's hard to do. But you know what? You know what's harder to do? You're trying to do everything. You never getting ahead. You never getting to scale. You're never going to get out of that business what it is that you really desire from it if you don't make these sacrifices. And I was willing to do that. I wanted to spend more time with my family. I wanted to spend more time working out. I wanted to spend more time doing all kinds of stuff. That's why I started the business in the first place. So committed to this once a week. And then we would go through and talk about it. So I usually have two or three people in there. Sometimes I'd bring the managers who already were managers in too, so they could talk about their experiences being managers. And what we're doing is we're, we're painting a picture and training that person of what their life is going to be like once we give them that promotion, once we let them have this amount of responsibility, you know, a lot of guys would say power. I don't think it's power. It's responsibility. Cause as soon as you take the keys to the kingdom of all the technicians, you are responsible to every single person that works for you. Okay. Some guys just with that alone would say, I'm out. I don't want it. And that's the win-win. Okay. So we do 12 weeks. I can't tell you how many people six weeks in, would come to me and say, hey, can I meet with you in the office? Sure. Eric, I don't want to do this. This isn't me. This is not going to be a good fit for me. This is not going to make me happy. I know you're trying to do something nice for me. I'd be way more comfortable to stay in, in my truck and just go do the work. Perfect. All good, dude. Because I'd rather have you know that here now with us than to make you the manager and then next thing you know, I'm unhappy with you. Larry's unhappy with you. The guys are unhappy with you. You're unhappy. And then you leave the company and go somewhere else. That, that doesn't serve anybody any good. So, you know, that was our thing. We'd, we'd figure out who actually had the capacity to do this. And then we would train them. And we would make sure that it was a good fit for everybody involved. And once we did that, everything was so much easier. Was it perfect? No, nothing's perfect. Nothing's ever perfect, but you're not setting everybody up for failure. And you're going to feel a lot better about the whole situation when it's time 
to give that person that responsibility because you know that you've had conversations, at least 12 hours of conversation about what it means to be a manager, what it means to be a supervisor, what it means to actually lead other people. You know, that is not for everyone. Heck, I know a lot of owners that that does not define, that does not fit their personality at all either. And that's something that they really struggle with. Like, this is not the easiest thing. And, you know, it's not a science. It's not like being good at math where a, you know, one plus two equals three, you know, it, it's, it's a soft skill. Leadership is a soft skill. And a lot of times people, you know, have raw materials. That's kind of how I was when I started. I kind of had the raw materials of leadership, but I had no training in leadership. So it took me time. It took me a long time to figure it out. Now, if I had had somebody training me within the companies that I work for, uh, it would have gone a lot better and I would have got become a better leader a lot quicker. So my point to you is this. Stop making that same mistake over and over and over where you keep promoting the wrong guys. You keep promoting the wrong guys because you don't have a system to actually do the work to promote somebody, okay? There should be a system for promotion, especially when it's your other team members are so heavily involved in this. You know, when you promote somebody to becoming, a, say, a field supervisor, well, that person might be responsible for six or eight of your best field technicians, which in a blue-collar service business, you know, our field technicians make up the bulk of the people that work for us. So if that's not going well, that is putting a huge wrench in the works for the business itself, right? And what's that do? It takes you away from building your business and you're putting out fires all day. And, you know, and I've also lost some of the best people I ever had because I put them in positions that they just were not well suited for. And then the bad feelings start like, I don't understand why he sucks at managing so bad because he was such a great technician. That was like in the early days, that was the mentality. Like how, how could he, he's now that he, you know, now that we made him a supervisor, he's so lazy. That wasn't it. It was now that he was a supervisor, he was paralyzed in fear because he had no idea what to do because nobody, that's me, no, you know, nobody, me, I did not train him or her to take that role on. Okay, so my point, my final point, I know this sounds like a huge rant. I'm not trying to make it sound that way, but I'm passionate about this because I've just messed it up so many times is that you got to have a system to promote people. You've got to take the extra time. You've got to take the extra resource and the extra planning so that you don't lose good people, so that you don't have a, cult a culture that goes to crap that was good at one time. And that once you actually promote that person, they're in a position to excel. And look, at the end of the day, for us owners, that is all on us. It's 100% on us. Everything in our business that we like, we did. And everything in our business that we don't like, we did. It's our responsibility. The buck stops with us. So anyways, you guys have a great Thanksgiving week. Uh, we'll be back on Thanksgiving Day. Not sure if Larry is going to tune in for that or not. Um, we'll figure out something fun to do and uh, have a great holiday. And I hope, hope, hope that this put a bug in your ear so that you don't have to ever do all the stuff 
and all the problems that I had promoting technicians. All right, you guys have a great day. Eric with Blue Collar Nation Podcast and MorningTechMeeting.com. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Nation Podcast. For more information on what Eric and Larry do, please visit www.MorningTechMeeting.com or visit us on our Facebook page, Blue Collar Consulting. Thank you and see you back here next week with another amazing episode of the Blue Collar Nation Podcast.